What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Straight Cut coming to you from Weston Cigars Inside the Members Lounge. I am Aaron. Oh, Mo. <laughs> Thought I'd channel a little Marielle for you. Um, this is Mark. Uh, we're riding solo tonight, but evidently the spirit of Mo is with us. Yeah, Paula and I listened to the podcast, um, and uh, that that moment uh, cracked me up because it was way inside. Um, and obviously, we talked about it for a little bit, but... Uh, it was it was a noticeable pause. It wasn't quite the as I gave her a hard time on Thursday night, the forty five seconds that no. I said, but it was um, significantly noticeable. And I, I cut a little bit of time out just because dead air is just <laughs> it's painful. It's 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 quiet but okay. deafening at the same time. Because I was wondering because it seemed longer in person <laughs> and it was actually longer. In I person. probably cut maybe two seconds out of okay. it, but just to, just enough to just leave enough the so joke you in understood there. the joke. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was funny. And, uh, so what, so what did she think? It was, so we, we've done something, uh, I did something this week that I have not done since the first three episodes. Cause I only listened to the first three episodes that uh-huh. I've been on. I listened her and I last night, Saturday night after the Alabama game and the Arkansas game, we sat down and listened to the podcast together cause she wanted, um, uh, to spend time together. And that was what we did. Um, and, uh, she hated her voice as everyone does. <laughs> we, all, we all do the first she says, time. I told you I sounded childish. And I said, I, I think you sound great. And, um, and, uh, she listened, uh, without laughing, even at her own jokes, which <laughs> for the record, I laugh at my own jokes cause I think I'm hilarious, yeah. but, um, and it's because my sense of humor makes sense to me. Yeah. Sometimes when no one else does, I laugh at my own <laughs> stuff. Um, and they're not even funny. I, 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 I get that, but, uh, um, she, um, she doubled down on the, uh, the Cadillac three story. Uh-huh. And, uh, she said she thought she tell you, told a, a tame version of the story. That was tame. I want to hear the untamed version. Then. She, and, and she said, um, because I, you said, I thought that would be a band we could all go see. And she uh-huh. actually said, no, we probably could go out. That'd be fun. We should go do that. Um, and she said, I probably that night was irritated for something. She actually said that was probably the night that I had the problem with Tim McGraw, that I was irritated. It was something <laughs> she said it was very likely her yeah. and that I was wrong. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm not, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to argue with you because I have no idea. It was like 10 years ago, probably. <laughs> but you being wrong, that's, that's not, that's not unusual. I'm wrong. I, I admit that. All right. Well, let's go she on that. She thinks when we have bad, when I have a bad experience is because I'm mad about something, which I'm not disputing that. I get mad. But overall, she was happy with how it turned out? She was. Uh, <laughs> we had the football. <laughs> yes, she was. We had the football conversation, okay. and she, she goes, I don't remember want... this conversation going on this long as what She critiqued a bunch of stuff <laughs> on, the, on the podcast, and I said, yeah, we talked about football for a while. Did you? And then she thought, yeah, yeah, we should do, you know, the funny part is it talked, we talked about it. And then she questioned whether Chris Stapleton was the last concert. She, uh-huh. she, she does what she does with me. I think you're wrong about that. <laughs> and I go, no, I can pull it up. And she goes, no, I don't have Chris Stapleton tickets on my phone. And she yeah. wanted to argue that point with me. And I said, well, why don't you pick up, she has a passcode to my phone. Yeah. Why don't you pick up my phone and see the last tickets on my phone because we you anymore you have tickets on your phone unless Mm -hmm. you're going to small venues yeah and she goes wow the last tickets on the phone are chris stapleton and i said 
There you go. Do you what? Did you get the like the Mark Smug look? Because I've seen it before. Oh, the Mark Smug look. Well, you mean <laughs> my steady state, the resting, the resting face, <laughs> the resting smug look. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I said, um, and she said, "Listen, that's almost two years ago." So I mean, listen, I I don't and remember see, what I, I had that, for lunch. I think that's what kind of blows me away because when you said that, I was like, God, I, I, it felt like it was earlier for both of us, honestly. Yeah. But then, like, I even went back and looked at old pictures. And mine was January of 20. It was right after we got back from Oakland. Yeah, 19. No, 20. We went, I went January of 20. 20. Yeah. Yes, you're right. 100%. So it was, it was January of 20. And right I be- went and saw It was Chris right before all the shit had started happening for and about Stapleton, I think it was February of 20. It was okay. when we went and saw Stapleton. So yeah. it was like super like early in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it was the last... Yeah, mine was right in the beginning as well. Yeah, so it was just like, yeah. But like, li- listen, so editing that show, it for a two-hour show, it took me about four hours or okay. so maybe to edit. But then just listening to that, I, again, I couldn't wait to just listen to like new music. And the good thing was on Fridays is when most bands drop new releases. Yeah. Three of my favorite bands drop new releases on Friday. Yeah. So I... Loved that. So I was able to, and I knew two was coming out. One was a surprise um, that I just, I, I knew they were coming out with one, but I did, it came Didn't out. Know it was, less it, it was coming out earlier than what I was thought. What was that? Uh, Spirit Box. So they had yeah. an EP come out, which I thought that was just the EP, but they turned those four songs in the EP into a full release. Full release. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, that's, that's awesome. So I was happy about that. Well, you'll be happy to know that Lil Nas X dropped an album last <laughs> Friday, um, uh, which, uh, <laughs> Well, I think, a, a hardcore country guy, well, an old school country guy was like uh, talking about him on Friday, but um, actually not last Friday, but the Friday before Samantha Fish Drops. And I have yeah. not heard that album yet. And I need to do that. Everybody's saying it's not a traditional sound. It's more rock. And mm-hmm. uh, to be honest with you, I'm all in for that. Yeah. I love her old blues sound, but I'll take rock. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, is, is it polka? Then I might have a problem, <laughs> but I'm all in for that. Well, and, you know, I think like Weird Al some, dropped some good polka. Oh, yeah. I'm not against polka, but I want to hear some Samantha Fish play guitar. <laughs> um, but uh, this weekend also significantly, uh, Eric Church's tour started, and uh, I'm pretty fired up about that. He starts the, the show, so... I haven't told Paula this. She won't listen. So we're all cool with this. Yeah. Um, the one sh- one song she doesn't like on the new triple album uh-huh. is um, I See You Through See You Through My Ray Bands, which is a song about Vegas, uh-huh. um, which is a song about saying, I want to see you through m- my Ray Bands, which says, I want to remember that night as I remember that night, not yeah. what happened afterwards. Um, and she, so I got excited. I knew what the song was about. I heard it was emotional i loved the song i think it's spot on surprisingly enough Mm -hmm. um she heard it she hated it she um and so we were listening he has a show on sirius called uh um uh, the outsiders radio yeah and uh and so we're going to the dog park and uh kansas city just scored again (laughs) um they're uh down 48 to 2 um and uh aaron raised his hands which is great radio um uh, and, uh, and, and she, she says, I hate the song. I don't know why I hate the song. And then he says, 
that's my tribute to the root to my Route 91 family. Yeah. And she goes, Oh, that's why. That's why. And, I go, <laughs> and then she cried and I felt horrible because I yeah. was intentionally playing outside a radio for it. Yeah. So she could hear the song and hear the explanation. Yeah. I personally love it. But he opens the show with that song and I don't have the heart to tell her. Oh, yeah. Because we're going to see him in Vegas. And, and he's you know gonna he's going to open, he's open, gonna open the show with it. And, and she's, I think she'll be cool with it there because yeah. it's totally appropriate for that. But yeah. she liked it overall. Um, uh, she critiqued uh, everything that I did as she does in her <laughs> life. Not in a mean way. Um, I mean, we're life partners. So yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. if you can't, if she can't like provide feedback and stuff I'm doing, then we're not, we're not life partners. Yeah. So. What's the point of doing it then? Right. And so, but she, she had fun. And so my sister texted her and her answer was, yeah, sure. <laughs> that's, that's Paula's answer to everything. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she, she, uh, we had a good time listening to it and, um, um, and she, she said she held back on the, uh, on the Cadillac <laughs> three story. So that was like, so I was outside having a cigar editing and it came to that part and I just started laughing and Mo's outside. She's like, what? I'm like, I just got to Paula's rant. And she starts laughing. I'm like, that is just fucking hilarious. I love it. Um, so, and that's her. I mean, those of you who know her, which isn't a lot of you, mm -hmm. I know, but those of you, who, she's like mild mannered or she, no, that, that was a she shock. She stands behind, yeah. she stands behind me because I'm not mild mannered. Yeah. I'm, I'm flamboyant in, in my personality. Yeah. Um, until she steps around and she has something to say and then. She is, um, she's uh, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, uh, and then she does that and, 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 and other people get surprised and I'm amused Yeah, because <laughs> I know her as, is both those people. Yeah. So I find her, uh, hilarious. She's got a incredibly, um, sarcastic sense of humor. And that's, I mean, that definitely bodes well with you because you have the exact same. Yes. I mean, who would win in a sarcastic off? <laughs> well, she's not going to listen to this, so I'm a little freer than normal because if she was going to listen to this, I'd have to choose her. Um, I'm more sarcastic than she is. Um, my wit is more biting than hers. Yeah. Um, and she, and, and, um, and quicker than hers. But when she gets a hold of it, she's funnier. Were you the... Were you the funny one growing up, like in school? Were you the funny friend kind it, of thing? Yeah, to my detriment a lot of times. But yes, yeah, yeah I was. I, I had. I, I was too. He's like, again, like growing up in the Midwest. It was my defense mechanism in a lot of ways. And I think we're the same way. We use humor in uncomfortable situations. Yep. And yeah, sometimes that's the you know that's detrimental to <laughs> to our right. surroundings a little bit but when she gets going on it she's she can be funnier than i am she she has a really good sense of humor I, it's one of the things i love about her yeah but, but she she isn't funny all the time and i tend to be too that that's my gig um but when she like when that moment where she describes it and she that's about the 15th time i've heard that story so that's not the first time i've heard that story um and when you get a couple pops in her and and uh <laughs> and she starts telling it with her hands flailing which nobody on the podcast would be able to see yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just you just funny. gotta back away because she'll yeah. hit you in the face yeah 
But yeah, she and then she starts imitating uh, Jer, Jaron, and uh, Johnson, uh, Johnson, and it, it is it's spot on. <laughs> well, we're twelve minutes in, so let's talk about what we're smoking. Yeah, so, let's. Um, this is your favorite new cigar. So you were talking about how you're not ever wrong. I'm um, never wrong. <laughs> I'll eat crow when I need to eat crow. You will. Um, I, the one brand that I've never liked that much, I, I used to like, I take the back. I used to like, but until they kind of switched and everything was Rocky Patel. It's just not, it's just not a brand I go to. Yeah. I don't know that I disliked it. I, I just don't like a lot of their stuff. So we had a Rocky Patel event last Thursday. Um, and then two new products dropped the 60th to commemorate. Yeah, I've heard some good things about that too. And then also the disciple. Um, the disciple is really, really good. Yeah. And we're smoking that. We're smoking that right now. I was the band subtle. (laughs) It's yeah. I mean, it comes with one of those big ass, like full sleeves on the picture of Rocky in a speedo (laughs) on the footband, which is seriously like, but you know what? Three like, inches long. Like it's, I no, feel, it's got I a feel gold like if that foot. Was, yeah, if that was like real, like what you just said, I feel like he could get away with that. Oh, that'd be only, totally there's rocky. There's only a select few it's, that could do that. It'd be in his lane. I'm yeah. not lying. But, no, this but dis- no, it's beautiful. It is flamboyant this, as hell. This disciple, it's like when I first lit it up, because a, a, again, Doug was like, here, smoke this. You should like this. And our rep, um, he was like. He what was, was like, rep's I, name? Because I would just walk past him. Scott, I believe. Okay. Scott the rep. Um. And uh, he's like, here, try this one. You, because we were talking about like, what do you like? What don't you like? Stuff like that. So and when he was, just told him Rocky. <laughs> yes. Period. Full stop. Um, but no, Doug was like, this is in your wheelhouse. So it's a uh, Mexican San Andreas wrapper, Nicaraguan binder filler. It's produced in Esteli. Yeah. Um, this thing is really, really good. It's a medium to full. Um, it's a three quarter, a strong three quarter, maybe like a. I was going more five eights. I'm getting, um, uh, but yes, it is a medium to full. Yeah, but it's it's like again, you know, when I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. For this cigar, I didn't want to be too snobby and just go ahead and pass it off. It's really good. I smoked the 60th as well the same night. That one is really good as well. I will give the edge to this one though. I I, I prefer it's got nice flavor. I prefer it's got- this one. It's got the, you really, the wrapper's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you really get, it, it comes through well. It ha, you can, it has a little bit of that, that stereotypical San Andreas wrapper, yeah. that, that little bit of sandpaper to it, that, that toothiness. Um, but yeah, it's really good. So what's funny is like what, when I look at it, what I see is the, the Gispert Intenso. Because yeah, that's what it kind of looks like. I would see that. And honestly, it kind of has that same, that same flavor that that Intenso is definitely a little bit stronger than this. Oh yeah, but it, but if you're just like glancing at it, that's what you that's what I thought no. it was at first. Well, especially with the band, the band uh, strikes that look for me for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, so it's I, a pretty looking cigar. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a pretty looking cigar. It's got a nice. The wrapper is well done. Rocky makes his cigars are well constructed. So let's let's be care, clear on on at least my Rocky uh, yeah. take, which is he makes solid cigars, of which eighty percent of them are not made with me in mind. Right. So yeah, the Edge is a cigar that I started smoking and then stopped. Right. I, those were early cigars for me, and they're just not in my wheelhouse now. So fine. Yeah, I started. Um, I, I started with a, the, the but, Edge. 
Habano, I believe, the blue one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I and I still occasionally will smoke a Sumatra. They're exceptionally well made. They burn consistently. And he sells the shit out of them. He does. And the reason he sells the hell out of them is they're exceptionally well made and they are well constructed. And the price point. And they is, burn and the price point's good. Yeah. And and you know, everybody loves Fuente. And most of what Fuente's market is, aside from the super rare stuff, is exceptionally well-made cigars with a good price. See, and we fall in the other category we of do. Fuente, where sure the Opus X is not our... Oh, it's the rare pink. It's yeah. all that stuff. Sure, got it. But understand that most people are looking for a really well-made cigar for mm-hmm. a reasonable price. Mm-hmm. Rocky does that exceptionally well. Yeah. And so when I say to him, well done, man... That's what I mean. Yeah. Having said that, the ALR2, that's a banger. That's, that, so this that, is a really good scar. This is starting well. I'm liking that. Rocky does a good job. There's Rocky Patel, is, is my understanding, sells most scars or is really close. I, I've heard that, but I have no way to. Yeah, really but close. I've heard, but I've heard the same thing. He, he sells a ton of cigars. Let's yeah. forget rankings for a second. Yeah. And there's a reason. This is a really nice one. This is This has got a nice, subtle... Um, pleasant um, flavor, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that it's well-balanced. It's got nice flavor. Um, it's not overpowering. Um, it's a nice medium full. Yeah, I mean, it is a nice, the wrapper is. There's been well, probably 15 new cigars come out this year that I've tried or so, maybe 15 to 20, and this one would be in the top half of yeah, stuff. that's about right. Um you know, I, it, will it make our top 10 or no. my top 10 at the end of the year? I don't know. Yeah, um, probably not. I, probably not, but we'll see. But no, it's I've, I've enjoyed it. And what's cool is I think we were the first shop in the South to get it. Like we got them early just because we did have this event. Yeah. Um, like I know. You guys got a, still got a bunch of men. So if this, if so you're we, interested in trying them. We're out of the Toros. Um, we're out of the Toros. I know we have the Robustos and I think the Gordo. Yeah. Um, which I've only, uh, I've only smoked. You had a pretty good crowd on Thursday night. We did. It was weird. Somebody like, told like, me you guys were empty. So I came up here cause I didn't, I wasn't going to buy Rockies. <laughs> so somebody told me you were empty. So I came up here cause I don't like coming to events that I know I'm not going to buy cigars because uh-huh. People who are going to buy cigars should come. Yeah. And so somebody told me you guys were not full, so I came up, that miscommunication, whatever. Um, and so, um, but it looked like you had a pretty good crowd. We did. So, like, whenever whenever she texted you that, it was, like, towards that, right? It was that weird lull. Like, we had that first rush. Right. And then it died down, and then it was, like, the second Between rush Between the coming. first and second rush. But, like, Rocky fans... It's cult-like for them. Um, and then It's not Drew Estate It's not Drew Estate-like cult. But for Rocky, you love him or you don't. There's really no in-between. Right. And the people who love love it definitely came out, and they bought a lot of yeah, stuff. they did and, good. You know, the, the, they have some really cool swag. The humidor we were Rocky does off. well. Oh, man. That, they that, used to have the single best lighter in the business. I don't know that they do that, anymore. That big boy. The, yeah, they used to have just the, the solid mm-hmm. regular lighter with the flip top. Yeah. Um, they do have great swag. Yeah, the the... the the uh, the new lighters that they have now, like the, not the ones that we gave away, but the ones they sell, still has that kind of florally paisley looking kind of etching. That was really cool. That's what the humidor was. So it was yeah, it was a fun event. It's it's weird having an event on a Thursday yeah. because it throws off just my my psyche, I guess, because I 
I work on a normal Thursday just during football and stuff so like that. So you were already here. And I was so already was here. And then just seeing like our, the normal Thursday faces, but then a whole bunch of other people and I'm like, yeah. holy shit. And then Friday is normal our events, but I was doing football game, um, which unfortunately Bryant lost against Longview, Texas. Um, good game, 24, 22. First loss in 33 games. Saw so that. that was... Uh, so that looked like it was close. Although it definitely was. There's uh, a fumble and... Was, one, was, one or two. Yeah, like we had two... We got two turn, turnovers from them. I don't think... I think we had one interception. Um, but just like one or two plays difference and it's it's different. But man, mm-hmm. what, what a hell of a team um, that Longview is. Um, there was, I think, one five-star recruit... By far, uh, receiver. He was six four, six five, wow. one ninety five. Kept him in check all night, um, and then another receiver. Now he we did we pretty much kept him in check. Just one or two kind of plays that just fluky, like a last play of the second quarter. Um, throws it in the middle. We tip it twice, and he just kind of falls to him, and he's gone for sixty three yards. And it's like, <coughs> I mean, that's just one of those things you just, just bat it down. Yeah, it's just. It's fluky at that point. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm glad I didn't go to the game. We actually called it remotely. Yeah. <laughs> so that was – Steve was upset, by the way, because he found out that he could have we could have played golf on Saturday morning. Yeah. Because I, it, was, it was the 11th hour that we finally figured yeah. out that I wasn't going. So uh, Steve and Brandon and Tim and, and some other guys, we stayed up there late. Because uh, there's a Friday night event up in Conway. Well, he left, he left at like 7 in the morning. What time did they play he golf? He changed his flight. Oh, okay, I was about to say, shit. But we stayed up there till like twelve thirty. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because oh. they had a, a La Roma de Cuba event mm-hmm. uh, at Conway with, where they rolled out another cigar, which my understanding was they were the first shop. I believe so. In America oh. to get it because I think they rushed it to Conway for the event. Uh, or one okay. of the first shops in America. Yeah. In the Passion by La Roma de Cuba. And you smoked one, yeah. I have smoked. Four. I smoked one yesterday when I was up there. I bought a box. They Steve promised me that they wouldn't sell out of this one box, the, the bigger size. I wasn't going to get the bigger size. Uh-huh. Um, and he said, I only have one box left, but it won't sell. And then, of course, it sold. It's so full. then I got a part of that, the one box and part of another box. But it was a, it's a really good cigar. Really, too. really good. Kind of a sweet, spicy cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, but the spice is really pleasant, and mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah. No, it's a... I like... I like the the uh, the Cuba line a lot. Um, like the the EE, the new EE, really like that. Yeah, um, me too. The uh, of the Ashton stuff. Uh, that's some of my favorite stuff. Uh, I still prefer the core line Ashton, like the um, the VSG and then the the classic and stuff like that. Those and of course the the classic Maduro is sure. Those uh, are all great. Probably um, the best Maduro, but yeah, there was a. It was it was good to to see that we got some cool stuff for the Conway shop. I was up there yesterday just doing a little tour around the humidor and you know seeing the it's new good stuff. Good to see that we those have. new uh, those little small lunatics up there. Yes, the seven by ninety hundred. <laughs> the the chodes. The chodes. Like it was, it's crazy. Like those things intimidate me. I don't even go to that side <laughs> of the humidor. And they're so huge. My thing is every time I go there. 
the first place I go is I go to the lo- go I go to the locker, put my key in, open it, look at it. I'm like, I don't want to smoke anything in here. And then I go to the back wall, and I'm just gazing like a fat kid at a candy store. Yes, of just like, which for the record, not inaccurate. <laughs> but uh, I, for the record, uh, do not go to the back wall because there's cigars I would buy back there. Yeah, but I just are you. Are you a Davidoff David fan? There, there are three or four cigars that I love very much. I mean, the the late hour is one of your sure. top ones. Sure, hundred percent. Yeah, and there's a bunch of stuff I really like, um, and I have at home, and I do smoke on a regular basis. I buy those things, but I just don't. I don't necessarily want to. It's you have to have a little bit of a deeper pocket to enjoy yeah. that, um, but. Dude, I, I actually realized this week that I either have to buy another cooler or I need to quit buying and start smoking. So I did not, I bought a box. And which one, which one will come friend. first? I, I need to start smoking. I don't need, I have a Marine cooler at home. I don't need any more capacity. I, I'm, so this is my last week smoking in my truck. Because I'm getting rid of it. That's right. Probably by the time this comes out. That's in right. In real time, probably tomorrow. I think it's supposed to come in. You're supposed to get a leaf. <laughs> um, and I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna smoke for and at least seventeen days. I have seventeen days in the pool. Uh, I don't know. Then the car's gonna smell like it's gonna smell like smoke. That's what <sighs> Mo told me. She promised me. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just seventeen days. I have I, it in it the took pool. Me, it took me a hundred and twenty thousand miles to light up my first cigar in my Ram. And I can't, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I would like to, but no, but it's going to have a sunroof and everything. So I'm thinking maybe I can like, I see, look, I'm, I'm trying to talk myself into like, Oh no, it won't be too bad. That's why I have 17 days. But, in the pool. <laughs> no, because I know that's going to become the new like travel vehicle for us. Sure. And everything. But then I even told her at the same time, I'm like, you know, you know, you can, you can then have one while we're driving. And she was like, no, I'm not doing that. So two people smoking in a car has got to be pretty. Bad. I mean, it's like, have you ever done that? Like taking like a road trip with the boys and had yeah. like cigars going. I've smoked in a car before. Um, to be honest with you, and even just me smoking in a car makes it pretty bad. Even with the sunroof open mm. and the windows open, cracked. I, mean, I remember I was coming up. Uh, I went up to Conway. Uh, this was probably last winter. So, um, and I lit up a Nica Rustica. Oh, the worst fucking cigar to light to, to smoke in a vehicle. Yeah. Like, I cracked the window still, but man, that, I mean, there's no. a fucking smoke bomb going off no. at the same time. But uh, it's it's therapeutic for me. I love... See, it's four cars ago since I've smoked in my right. car. Because mm. I've never smoked in any of my infinities. I, I never, I never, I always said I would never do that. And then... I was like, fuck, it smells like See, my Camry at some point, I owned it. It was seven years old. And then at some point, I just went, wow. Yeah, that's how I was with my truck. I'm like, I bought my truck brand new with eight miles on it. I put on every single mile on it. You know, it's... Until somebody puts a mile on it on Tuesday. It's, it's... Well, I mean, I guess my I guess my, my brother has borrowed it before, so... But I bought it off the showroom floor and waited a long time. To, because I bought it even before I was even that I bought it when I was in that lull of cigar smoking because I was I had that like four year off year where it was just where you were wandering around the yeah, wilderness well, trying I, to find yourself yeah because at the time there w- there just wasn't anything really here in 
in Little Good. Rock. There was P&T, and I would go there, but they didn't really have a lounge. Sure. And I didn't like smoking in my old place. Um, yeah, but then once we opened up here, you know, that's when it kind of really, I guess, 14 is when it started back up again. But yeah. I can't believe we're coming up on seven years, eight, seven or eight years. I forget. It's weird, Matt. So I've been here six, so it's got to so be we seven. So we open up in 14. So I mm-hmm. think it's seven. celebrating our seventh. We're, we're going, then we'll be going on, on our eighth. Yep. Yeah. So that's. So there were two topics uh, that were in heavy discussion when we, after the shop closed up there. And um, <clears throat> one was just, uh, you know, how Steve was doing and mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff about travel and third shot immunizations. The second was, do you want to guess? Mm. Mm. And it involved with Steve? It was Steve and Tim and um, Josh and Brandon. Oh, man. I don't know. It could be one of anything. Sure. What was it? It was your ability to hit the little ball before the big ball. Oh, shit. I was wondering if it was going to be golf-related. Yeah, they were fascinated with your ability to golf. (laughs) It was, uh, it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't good. <laughs> but it was, was uh, not ideal. No, I, I was, I was hoping that, you know, we could have at least gone to maybe the driving range or so, but finding out so late on what we were yeah. doing game wise, you know, I, I wasn't going to, you know, we, we did, there was an interesting question that went around because, um, the range here is, is upgrading itself. Uh huh. But and Steve asked, how much do you think it costs to construct a top golf? Oh, to like the actual top golf the or top just golf, a style? Not by the, the um, land, but build a top golf. Oh, a couple million probably. Yeah. So we there were a wide range of estimates. I, I was too high. What'd you say? Uh, I said a hundred million. Oh no, way too much. That's what I'd I'd say because it's really not a lot of building, but you have all the electronics yeah. and all of the ball feeds, and there's a, there's a lot more building than you think. I'd probably say five to seven million, maybe. Uh, on average, sixteen. Sixteen, okay. And that's without the land. That's without the land, huh? It's like the one in Vegas. Well, there's different was sizes, probably a no? couple hundred. Because the one in Bentonville is probably a lot smaller than the one in Vegas. Yeah. The one in Vegas is three. I haven't seen the one in Bentonville. Is it three levels? <sighs> And there's probably there's like a hot tub in Vegas, and there's I'm sure uh, there's there's probably more add-ons. Yeah, I don't know if it's two or, or three levels, but like when well, we, all the ones I've seen, like the one in Phoenix, and all the ones I've seen have been three levels. I mean, it might be, but I'm. Uh, I thought it was a pretty standard footprint. It, yeah, it might be. It's it's weird, like how it's kind of like um, like WalMarts or something. Like every layout is kind of different. Like you, w- why? Like this have, is where I'm going to ask Greg. Have um, one generic. I think all the Walmarts are all the same layout now. I think they used to be different, but I think so. Like even here, like in Saline County, there's one in Benton, there's one in Bryant. They're I think flipped. They, well, flip's different than different layout. Well, that's a different layout. You walk, you go, you walk in, you go to the right. On one side, you're going to the pharmacy. On one side, you're going into so, food. So I would argue it's the same layout, but Just flipped. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is where I'm going to lean on Sam, who, who <laughs> at some point, I believe, built Hux. I think if you build one, but the door's on the left one time, and it's on the right the next time, but it's the same exact <laughs> layout, but flipped, 
I would consider that the layout. He's an expert more than I am on that stuff. I would consider that the same layout, but flipped. You, you know what? I Have you ever been to an Ikea? Um, I was at the one in Phoenix um, one time with Paula and her dad. I, I'm, it's been 12, 15 years ago. So, I mean, I've only been to the one in... Memphis, uh, Tennessee. Memphis, and I think I've, I've been to one somewhere else. I forget it was McDallas or KC. I, I Aren't think they all the KC. same? So Isn't all, that IKEA's thing? The, the, Did yeah. you have to assemble it when you went? <laughs> well, their thing is like, like okay, you need something that's in the middle section. You just can't go to the middle section. You oh to, no, you have to go through the maze of everything. Like that is, it doesn't matter if you're going there for one thing. It seems like it. I takes know you guys like IKEA. It, we went and I walked and I thought to myself. Um, uh, I don't want anything here. I, you know what I hate? They're carts. Like they're drifting carts. Like all four wheels are like balls. You know what I hate? You can't I, turn those things without like having the ass in come out and you feel like Tokyo drift, uh, going over there. Just, but you don't look like Tokyo drift. You know what I hate? <laughs> I hate their day beds. Oh God. <laughs> um, we, I remember walking a lot that day and I remember thinking to myself, they have more crap in here that is crap. I, I mean, it's what's cool is like, I like, I mean, if I was a college student, I would love it. Cause well, it's like stuff you can, or like, even we like bought, the, bought that stuff or I was young adult. The, uh, I like how they have like the, like the studio apartment or like the, they have like, a, like the full the, setup. It all designed out. But like, and it shows you like this building is, or this is 300 square feet. And like they, I mean, you gotta admit they can utilize some fucking space. No, they do what they do very well. Yeah. I just, I mean, I'm, every time I'm in there, and be like, we, we'd go in there and be like, oh, if we lived in but downtown they don't Manhattan. sell milk cratons. They don't sell milk carts <laughs> or what, crates or whatever. Oh, to, to make the pyramid? What, and, yeah, and pyramids fall. like oh, I did geez. in college. Is that is that still? Is that? I got to believe it's still a thing, but, you know, I'm not, I haven't been in college in a while. Yeah, it's, it's, it's well, I, I have never been. Um. But, yeah, that I mean, that's what it always reminds me of, those that furniture we bought earlier. Yeah. Where you you know where the screws never quite worked and everything. I'm sure their screws work. It would, it's fine. I mean, it's just it's yeah. It, it's it's melamine. It's cheap. It's yep. cheaply made. But I mean, it works in a pinch. And yep. some stuff is is actually nice. You know, I wouldn't like. There's a job that we did not too long ago where we did a full kitchen, but they wanted the IKEA look look. And so she went down, she went that, down What's there. the look? European and it's, clean? It's very European. It's very straight line, seam, like yeah. seamless, uh, tight, or what we call tight line. Okay. Um, and I love that look. I absolutely love it. Um, but it's weird, like, being in the Finnish carpentry world for 21 years, I've seen it go from raised panel oak stained to now what it is. It's flat. It's paint. It's no gaps. It's just, it's weird huh. seeing just the transition from very, um, like colonial yeah. and just everything was red Oak to now, you know, I'll, I'll do a stain job maybe five times a year. Wow. And it's just, everything's paint grade now. And it's, I, I like it because it's, it's cleaner. It's easier. Well, to it's, keep. it's easier to work with. You, you're, you're allowed some more mistakes because with it not being stained, you can get away with more. Um, but it, I also feel like if I do so much paint grade work 
and I and I know I have a little bit more to work with, it, it kind of makes me not be as keen of detail. So like I I'd like to throw that stain grade in there just to be like all right keep me keep me honest it's pretty little, much. It's a little f- finer sort of yeah um, detail yeah. yeah because you can't you can't use like gobs of bondo or shit with stained right because paint allows you to cover up those yeah paint mistakes. yeah bond I mean paint so, and bondo go hand in hand. So to me the the covering doesn't matter. I just want plenty of shelf space. <laughs> you can paint it pink. So I don't. Care. I I like I like the functional. Like you open up a door and it has rollouts and stuff like that. Hundred percent. Or that's know, what I like. I like it utilization, being real, yeah. real usable. So yeah, I, I yeah. I'm. My thing is like I I work a dirty job all day long, so I like to be really clean on other things. Sure. So I like organized. I don't like I don't like clutter. I don't like stuff like that. So because I can't control. It my work. my daily stuff sure. but i can control everything else and that just sure and that just helps that's why i like i i it's it's therapeutic for me to like reorganize my humidor and stuff like that because i like having all the bands facing one way but then you also while you're doing that you, you find some old gems that you forgot about <laughs> i subscribe uh to the chris method especially in my marine cooler Oh my God. <laughs> Next time you come over, you've been over to my house one time. Um, you'll, I'll show you my Marine cooler. Yeah. I actually got the monster mash from Chris and from Doug. Uh-huh. Um, so I have one of the, I have one monster mash in there. Have you seen the box? Uh, we got, yeah, I got some. It's pretty I, badass. I put one in my locker today. No, yeah. it's badass. I love it. It's badass. But I got one here and one at home and I opened up my Marine cooler thing and I just put it in there. I broke the seal cause there's no humid back in there. Uh, uh-huh. Heads up for everybody. If you bought the Monster Mash, go ahead and no, open it up. No Humi Pack in the Monster Mash. Yeah. Um, um, so you need to take the cello off. Um, and and so I'm putting it in there and I realized it uh, needs a little organization just to create room for the Monster Mash. Mm-hmm. Um, but I opened it up here and, and smoked a couple of them. There's a torpedo in there. Yeah. So what was the newest one on the far right? It's an all black, like it's murdered out. I didn't even recognize the name. Doug pointed to it and said it called it like the something. Yeah, it's I don't know what it is, but the it's, ancestor or something. He pointed at it like I should know, and yeah. I went, "Oh, yeah." And then Doug walked away, and then we watched the football game, <laughs> and so so you never got your answer. No, answer. he told me what it was, and then answered. I just I went, "Oh, yeah." No, I the packaging on we that, were watching Alabama at the time. Yeah. We were a little focused. <laughs> the uh, the packaging on that is just that's that's primo. Like just typical tattooing. Uh, it's so their cool. boxes are so sweet. I love the like the the splattering of blood. The splatters are different too between the two boxes. I was wondering about that. It, it appears I think it's different between my two boxes. Yeah, so I didn't know if they would just. I think the ones heavier splattered than the other. Oh, okay, so it was a little closer to the kill zone. <laughs> and I'm surprised. Like, like I wonder if he'll do like a Dexter, but that's not really a monster, right? I think the people he killed would think it's monster, but yeah, I but the people he killed were also. I know. Is a is a serial killer that kills serial killers and bad people bad? That's, They're all bad. That's the everybody's bad. <laughs> that sounds like one of our Thursday night ethical questions that it is that you try to trip me up on. It, it is. I will. I will drop that this Thursday, which we will not talk about that on the air. Yes, we will not. Um, and so, yes. Um, so, pretty excited about that. 
Um, so a bunch of new stuff coming out. It's about that time, right? This is about the time where a bunch of the show stuff starts rolling. So. Yeah, yeah, we're starting to get uh, the Black Label stuff in at our Conway shop. I know we got some of the 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 Patrimonio from Martinez. I know we got that stuff in. Yep. Um, we're waiting on the Hive from Black Label. Yep, that would be that cool. That Oxagon box, that looks really awesome. And, yep. you know, I know you and I are both Black Label fans. and Huge. So we, we got a few of those, so I'll definitely be getting one of those. Yeah, this is the time of the year after the show where you start to see a lot of the stuff that was announced or just starting to feed into that holiday it, it's season. It's starting to be very Christmas-like yep. in cigar shops around the U.S. Yeah, it's starting to cool down. It's supposed to be high, low 80s next week. That's kind of <sighs> bullshit. I'll take it. This summer was actually kind of mild. Do you realize it's been over a thousand days in Arkansas since it's been over a hundred degrees? I don't believe that at all. That's what they say on the news. You got to believe the news. It's I, on the news. I, I don't believe that. Now, are they saying like new. like ambient temperature? <clears throat> temperature, temperature, not not feels like temperature. Feels like temperature is made up See, stuff. And the That's, thing, the thing that they get that so they take the measurements for all that kind of stuff at the airport. So it hasn't. I don't think that means all of Arkansas. They were saying all of Arkansas. Really? Yep. Man, I just... There I mean, were some, there there were some guys. Days. There's a fascinating book where they talk about predicting my field, but it talks about um, analytics and prediction and um, uh, the ability of things to be predicted well and, and those sort of things and defining ambiguity and all those things, which, which is what I... You know, one of the things I'm really interested in yeah. because of my career... But it talked about how bad local weather is versus the weather service versus like weather, the weather channel and mm -hmm. some of that stuff. And it said, it talks about how the, the local weather is the worst um, because um, the worst thing the, the local weather can do, especially when it comes to rain, is predict that it's not going to rain and it rains. Yeah. Because then people get angry. So do they always sit at it like twenty percent? They always say it's a high enough percentage where it's going to look like it's going to rain. It was actually a really interesting book, and it, it but it talked about how because it was talking, you know, all weather data is based on the government's weather uh -huh. uh, data, and so weather dot com and the Weather Channel just enhances that with with other models. And so it was really fascinating, and it, it broke down weather, uh, local weather forecasts, which are so I, I still don't terrible. I still don't know how they get the percentage because the, the percentage doesn't mean it will rain. You, it has a twenty percent percent chance of rain. It means something else, but everybody assumes like if you see fifty percent, like it has a fifty percent chance of rain. It, and I always get confused on this, but it's like it's it has so a fifty percent chance of raining at some time during the day or something. Yeah, it just yeah, it, it's, it's something something uh, weird, but it, it is. Um, and so what they'll do if if fifteen percent because there are certain percentages they'll raise it to like twenty five percent and they'll change it. And I'll have to go back and reread the article, but or reread the book, but. Um, they talked about how they played with the percentages so that they could, uh, on those days where it's marginal, they always predict rain. That was one of the first jobs I wanted when I was a kid was to be a weather, like a, a storm chaser. Just because growing up in the Midwest, I mean, we're prevalent to storms, especially yeah. in the summer and fall time all the time. So, you know, I remember mom would always be yelling at, you know, me and dad to like get in the house if like there's tornado Something, warning yeah. instead you know we're standing outside in the garage just kind of looking at it and see it roll by but the storms have always 
storms to me, it's weird, have always been calming for yeah. me. Because, Especially thunderstorms for me. Yeah, because it, it kind of, to me, it, like, it washes everything clean. Yep. And it almost like you get a, a new start kind of thing going deep with it. But I've always loved storms. So one of the fascinating things to me, and it, it um, I'm not going to get political and talk about COVID, but one of the hardest things the COVID people have had is to convey one of the things, the hardest things you have with weather, weather is a great example of mm-hmm. this, but they've had this problem with COVID is when you're trying to predict something that's going to happen in the future that isn't um, a certain event is to, to reflect um, sort of the uncertainty in your yeah. prediction. And a tornado is a classic example or hurricanes are even a better example. Hey, listen, six, we see this hurricane that's six days out and we think it's going to hit new Orleans next Tuesday at six. Well, the problem is people hear that the hurricane's going to hit new mm-hmm. Orleans. It's going to be this big next Thursday at six. Yeah. Um, with hurricanes, they've gotten better at reflecting the uncertainty. It could hit here. It could hit here, but we think it's likely to hit here. Um, and that uncertainty is, is analytics, right? That's what the analytics are. Um, and there was, there was a book came out maybe 10 years ago that talked about how with the weather service, one of the great things that had happened was they had gotten warnings of tornadoes down from a matter of just a couple of minutes or gotten it up to like 30 minutes. So they could give a warning on a tornado and make it 30 minutes. Way, way out further. <clears throat> and they yeah. said the number of lives that saves is astounding. And they said that's all computer analytics. So when you hear a tornado warning and they say, hey, in the next 30 minutes, back in 20 years ago, they couldn't do that, mm-hmm. right? It's like tornado warning right now. Yeah, right now. Yeah, I remember. Run. Yeah. And and now we have more warning. And that's that's the beauty of a lot of the field I'm in, although I don't do weather, I do medical. Um, but uh, And they talked about the, you know, the great advances that a lot of our government people have done, as well as a lot of the private people in partnership with our government have done and how many lives they've saved. And so when you think your tax dollars don't go for something, and I'm not commenting on all of it, mm-hmm. but that in particular, that saves lives. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the, I, I'm like with you, I, I get, I get the, I love the analytical side of stuff like, uh, you know, doing the stats for the team. I, I have a giant sheet to a lot of people. It just looks like a bunch of gibberish, but I can see yeah. numbers. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can, I can see the numbers, but from the numbers, I see developmental plays. I see all this other stuff. It's kind of like with, um, Oh, what's that book that the, uh, Ain, uh the A's guy wrote, uh, uh, uh Moneyball. Moneyball. Yep. Did, did you ever read? A hundred percent. Yeah. It's just that same way. Like, you know, seeing now we're, you know, back when you were a kid and growing up and, and watching baseball players and stuff, it was, you know, slap hitters, getting on base, stuff like that. Now it's, you know, take the walk if you can or swing with the fences. There's really like no in-between anymore. It's more of war than right. OPS. Well, they found better ways to measure, and baseball is an interesting thing. The, uh, the book that I've read recently is uh, Signal in the Noise, right? And that guy actually started in baseball, and he's the guy, one of the guys who's, who created war, mm-hmm. right? And so um, the concept being understanding what – so baseball is, is in, in its simplest form, there's 162 measurements for every team. Every day, you win or you lose. Mm-hmm. And the reason you win or you lose 
is you either score more runs or you score less runs. So yeah. runs matters, yeah. right? And you were either contributing to saving runs or you're contributing to scoring runs. Yeah. And so <clears throat> you start adding to those factors, right? And he was the one who was like looking at that. And he had, um, in The Signal and the Noise, I believe that's the name of the book, um, he talks about falling in love with Dustin Pedroia and stuff like that. Like, because he, you know, he was a, a statistician and, mm -hmm. and, and all of that. And, but he talked about the weather and he talked about some other stuff. He talks about the ability to try to explain uncertainty and complexity in analytic models to people who are not analytics people and how you do that. Um, and it was really interesting. Um, and I, you know, Paula hates it when I, those books are on when I get in the car mm -hmm. as much as she hates my stupid, uh, 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 supernatural witch books too, which yeah. I listen to. Um, but yes, those are, those are always, uh, she, she hates all of my audiobooks. but well, it's like, it's like, so last year in a weird baseball world where they only played what, like 82, something. 86 games, something, yeah, like that. something like that. So, you know, the Miami Marlins, they went to the playoffs, but they had a, I think they had a little over a 500 record, but their, but their run differential was minus 60. Right. So it's just like, you know, they're good enough to get it in there, but it it shows you that that the they either win by one or two yeah. or they get blown out by 10. Cardinals are three games up in the wild card and they are their run differential is plus 3. <laughs> still it's still a plus. It's, it's not negative and they're 10 60. games above 500. Wow. So a lot of close games in. A lot of close games um losing bad a couple yeah. times a week yeah. or something. I don't know, but I, I haven't really been following baseball this year, but yeah, I, I go in and out of spurts, you know, it like the first of the season, you know, the Royals started good. And then a, so, a month in we were solid. Like, Oh wow. This team is like, all right, maybe we're back to like the, the 2015 style. And then it's like, Oh shit. Then we lost, you know, 16 straight. And then we go on a run of, you know, winning 12. And it's just like, what, yeah. <laughs> who are we? Yeah. I, I need to know, but, uh, yeah, it just it's rough here. The 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 number things just from from all sports stuff I love. Like the one thing I've I've I want to watch but I've never seen done is like a uh, a, a judge scoring a boxing match, like counting how many yeah, punches never. land, how many yeah. what are heavy punches, what are light punches, stuff like that. Like I've never I don't know that I've ever seen analytics on boxing. I, and I've seen some analytics on soccer, but I've never seen soccer analytics in a way that I thought would have been usable. Yeah. yeah. Like to select different, what's the difference between not going to use someone like Ronaldo's, but um, Andrew Shaw's mm -hmm. um, rate or um, what Shaw's rate work rate is versus like, um, Pogba's work rate. Yeah. How do they measure the difference between, you know, I know they do passes completed and stuff like that. I just don't know how that translates into goal scored. Yeah. And it's so. like, and I almost feel like with soccer, you, you almost get a plus score with name recognition. Well, it's hockey, you know, there's a plus minus on the ice, right? Mm -hmm. So how many goals were scored while you were on the ice versus how much were given up? Yeah. I wonder if that's the way soccer needs to work. But there's so few goals scored yeah. that I just, in so many minutes, yeah. I don't know how, and everybody's always on the ice with soccer, with hockey that matters. And there's so many changes. I mean, how yeah. long is, the, how long are you usually on the ice? Like a minute, a minute and a half? Right. Until and some a line defenses change? are on the, some defensemen are on the ice for long 
like 30 minutes out of the 60. Yeah. Some, you know, offensive guys are on the ice for 15, right? Mm -hmm. So they're working harder. Yeah. So I, I, I've got a, uh, I've got a credit for Kindle I need to use. I think I'll finally, I'll probably use that for soccer I still have yeah, never, I think you're going to find that fascinating. Never heard that one. I, I need to, I need to check that one out. I, I, it, it's about fourth down on my list is the premier league business one. I, I need to read that one too. So well, we, we, uh, we, we, we squeaked one out today. Yeah, that was a great goal by uh, Lingard this uh, morning. He, he made up for his blunder from Tuesday, which yeah. was nice. So yeah. all of our man, you was fans, a great goal. Yeah. You know we're talking about and De Gea, man, what a save for a PK at the end. Why do you bring a guy? So the um, well, why do you bring a guy in cold off the bench? It's like bringing a guy cold in off the bench to shoot free throws. <laughs> Just uh, they brought in. So the guy gets a penalty with. And you, they bring a guy literally in, literally in the 93rd minute, and they bring in a guy off the bench. Goes, why don't you take a goal? Why yeah. don't you just take? Why don't you, why don't you have it to go at this? Maybe that's like maybe that's like third layer psychological because De Gea hasn't seen him shoot, hasn't seen how the ball comes off. But uh, I mean, De Gea was the. I mean, other than the, he, gave, a great save. he gave up one goal, of course, uh, not of course because he's he he's, he's been playing well, he's really well. But uh, yeah, great save. But uh, at the same time, like. Was it a penalty? I mean, the ball was driven yes. into his arm, but yes. like, I guess, penalty. I guess, if you know you're in the box, you can't you can't go like X shape. You can't have your arms spread. So out. I watched the game. It was a penalty. <laughs> so it was the the kick before where they chopped down Ronaldo, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. We won. Yeah, Ron, man, Ronaldo, he's he's having like a rebirth. He's I don't know if it's a rebirth because I think he played pretty well at U of A, but he's a really good player. Well, I I you you can tell like. That you didn't watch La Liga? He well, you can tell like he's glad to be back oh, at United. Yep. So hundred percent. I mean he's thirty six, but he's not fucking playing like he's thirty six. No, so I'll He didn't get back on defense a whole lot. He, uh, he gets back some. The the main thing the main thing for me is since, you know, with with he's he's with uh for country, he's with Portugal, and so is Bruno. And they in in FIFA play like they're a little off. I want to hopefully they can work on their stuff with United yeah. because I I don't want to lose Fernandez at all because he's he's the future. Yeah, and they just yeah I don't want it to get down to the point of like you have to choose one or the other. As no, hard as I, it as I hard as to say that. I you know Fernandez is the future. So, yes. Yeah. So keep with him. So. uh so we have some cool shows coming up. Uh, we next week we're going to try to do the review differently than we have in the past. Yeah. So we, this is the one we're going to do with you, me, Josh, Kevin, and Ash is going to join us again as well. And we're going to smoke all five cigars from the box. Not mm-hmm. not all of us, but yeah. each one of us is going to smoke a different cigar. Smoke something different, and then we're going to critique each other's cigars. No, no, that's <laughs> not what we're going to do. We're going to that way you'll get all five critiqued. Yeah, you won't have any. You won't. You won't have any. Um, what what do we call it? Like blind spots. Yeah, or just like my mind just went blank. I can't even think about it. But like my word is not going to be taken for any more credit as for what you think kind of thing. Yep. Dirk's Bentley. <laughs> so, okay. So you heard that part. Yes. Was it clean? What do you mean? Yeah, it was okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, like I, w- I went, I listened to it. I was like, 
I can't take this out because then it's out of context. It, it, that you just of, scream Dirk Bentley. It's out of context. And yeah, then like just in a random spot, I just yell out some country dude's name. So I had to go back in my notes to see where I deleted like 45 seconds of conversation and put that back in. And it's just like, fuck. Yeah. Cause you <laughs> randomly said, and then I went searching on my phone and showed you a picture. <laughs> Which, for the record, I've seen Dirk Bentley. He's very good. I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a country artist. Um, yeah. Would we, you? What would you consider? Um, I guess the most country artist I've seen would probably be ZZ Top. I'd consider them Southern rock. Southern rock. Okay. Yeah, that's. I think that'd be the. Dirk Bentley, though, a couple years ago, um, obviously, like fifteen year career, right? Well, he started as a roadie and yeah, and, a, and kinda, a songwriter. Yeah. And then like 20 years ago, he just, that's when he made his first hit yeah. and it just, he just blew up since then. Yeah. And, uh, right. Wrote some iconic songs for himself and others and, and great. Um, but about a year or two ago, just decided he no longer wanted to live in Nashville and moved to Colorado. So well, he has a festival, a Dirks Bentley festival out there now and, out in Colorado. How narcissistic is that? Well, it's like a, it's not called the Dirks Bentley Festival. Oh, okay. It's, it's <laughs> called like saying. the Mountain Festival or something, but it's <laughs> his festival. I think maybe at Red Rocks. Or I would it's like, out there. I would like to see a that's, show there. That's a, it's on my list. That would, that would be cool. The other is the Gorge out in Utah, which is uh, like Red Rocks, except for behind the stage uh-huh. is just, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then there's a place in Europe that's like that. And I just think that would be cool as hell. So, yeah, that, so we're doing the reviews. We got that. Uh, we're going to be having, we're coming up on our seven year anniversary and we've already said it before. We we're going to have Christoph in house yep. along with, uh, with Glenn, Glenn, <laughs> the creator and owner and president of Mr. Christoph. We're going to have him and hopefully we'll get him on the show as well. That would be totally um, badass. Working on He's that. He's a really cool dude. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, with, with Guillermo, uh, as well. Yep. One of my faves. Um, you know, it's just, yeah. And then we got some other just stuff lined up where I've got some feelers out there on some, some people like Billy and Gus, like we've, I've talked to Billy and Gus for Keanu, a year and a half. Keanu now. Reeves. Yeah, Keanu. Still working on that one. Has, hasn't panned out yet. Um, and then, yeah, just some, some random stuff coming yep. up. It, it's, we're, we're hitting into that weird lull where we're going to have, you know, it's fall time. We're going to start having holidays and, and sure. shit like that. So it's going to be, you know, not filler shows like what this is, but we need to start, planning and by we i need to start putting the feelers out there got some other shops like uh in talks with that are in different states got stuff to talk about and just what they're doing around the country as well um so doing that but yeah just got some uh just got some you know it's gonna be a little bit of this a little bit of that you know yep if uh with this shop will this show will drop on friday if you're in the st louis area or if you're not but wanting to drive to st louis yes the uh, the second annual um, Martinez St. Louis Herf, I don't know what they're calling it, the, the Rivermen. It, the Rivermen, yeah. Is going to be on Saturday. Um, we went last, I went last year. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. Please check it out. Yeah, hopefully it won't be as windy this time because I know, I heard it was like just 
gusts of wind coming up. It was, but it was an amazing time. Yeah. So I know you met some bunch of cool people. You finally got to meet uh, Gator and Nick yep. and all them. Yep. And, you know, that's where you got I, did you, was Dave, Dave was there, yeah? Yeah, it's the first time meet, I met Dave. Met Dave and Kevin. And, yeah. Yeah, so if you're in Chris, that, that area, uh, all of them. definitely go up there. You know, it's, what is it, four and a half, five hour drive from here? Six. Six. I, unfortunately, will not be able to make it because I've got to game in Fort Smith Friday, and I am coming, I actually am going to Fort Smith Friday and then driving back Friday night. Yeah. So I'm going to go hang up at Winston's uh, Friday and... Possibly, nice. possibly 906, but uh, nice. I'm, I'm going to hang up at a shop all day Friday. So if you're up in the north, north, east, north, I guess it's northeast area, but it's kind of not of Arkansas. I'll northwest. Be, yeah, northwest. <laughs> Geography. I'm good at it. Right. Um, the northwest area. I'll be in Fort Smith uh, yeah. Friday, I guess, until at least five when I've got to go to the game <laughs> to, right. to, to call that. And then I'll be driving back. So cool. Uh, I have an exam Monday night, my first exam in uh, my uh, system design class. So uh, I don't believe I'm going. Although I'm still going to talk to Paula. She's probably going to encourage me to stay home and study. Yeah. Do you do you <clears throat> do you enjoy studying as an adult? <laughs> um. No. Um, <laughs> I, um. This is a class I have to take. Yeah. Not the other class, data mining class. I I enjoy studying very much. Yeah, I just the system design class not so much. It's what I do for a living. I but to be honest with you, um, no, not this <laughs> class. It, and the guy is fine. The class is fine. I'm not complaining about the class, but it's just it's not the topic I particularly enjoy. But the other class, the data mining class, where we're talking about link analysis and that stuff, yeah, all day long. We love that stuff 100. percent Me and Mo were talking about this last night. If you <clears> had to go on to uh, not so much a game show, but a competition show yep. to do something. What would you choose to do? Like, what do you think you're physical be- or anything? Just anything. Like, like I asked her and she would go on to like a baking competition show because she's really good at baking. I would go. She is really good at baking. I would go. Her cookies on, are amazing. Oh, so good. I would go on something like uh, the, the home, home design show and D- like. DIY stuff. D- yeah. Something like that. Um, Wow. I don't know. Music see, see, trivia I was, probably. I was, I was thinking something like a Jeopardy or something because they do sometimes they do like a sports Jeopardy or music Jeopardy. I'm not, I don't think I'd be as good at the music or is it the sports stuff, but the music stuff I think I'd be better at, but you get out of my genre you'd, I'd be tougher. It'd be tougher for me, but I, I don't know. All right. What game show do you think you'd be good at? Yeah. I would be killer at as long as you didn't go two thousands and on. Name that tune. Do you, did you do you remember name that tune? That was that was before my time. So <clears throat> what it was was so it'd be you and I on, and they would um, they would say give you a, some sort of hint, um, blues, and then you'd say I could name that song in seven notes. Oh, okay. And then you'd say, I could name that song in six notes. And then eventually somebody would say, name that tune. And then they play the first six notes of that song. And you'd uh-huh. go, that's 
what a wonderful world, or whatever it is, <laughs> and then and you'd be right or wrong, right? So, so something like that. I've I actually have done something like that before. Um, the radio station here, the point. Okay. Um, I don't. I'm not, I haven't listened to terrestrial. So it's it's the classic rock channel. Okay, fair enough. So about fifteen years ago, they always did a during the morning show. They would do a like a name that tune kind of thing, where they would play the first like half second of a song and you know you'd call in there and say oh it was such and such so i had just bought a zz top album the day before and they played the first note to legs and i was like oh that's legs i know that's legs instantly i called up there and i won and i got two tickets to uh see guys and dolls the uh, the play that was happening in little rock You'd like that. So I loved it. It was awesome. I mean, I love the theater. So it just. It, there was a WKRP where they announced the prize and it was more than they were planning on giving away. So Johnny cut something that was like impossible to guess. Like uh-huh. the Star Spangled Banner was one of them. <laughs> and then some guy got it and he's like, you know, <laughs> like whatever. And then some guy tried to steal the prize and it was like the whole show. But. And he's going, that's not the guy. It's like, uh, I know you're not a movie guy, but have you ever seen um, uh, Semi-Pro with uh, with uh, Will, uh, what's his name? He Will was on Farrell. Will Ferrell. So there was a guy who had to like make a half court shot for like $20,000. And like they, the guy was like an old man. He was drunk and everything. And he ends up sinking it. And it's like running around the, uh, running around the, the stadium. And Will's like, we don't have that money. He's like, oh, the insurance paid for that. We don't pay the insurance for that. So, or it was, it was it was something like that, or it was like free corn dog night or something like that, and they didn't have like twenty thousand corn dogs. It was, I can like I wonder if that's ever like sure backfired on somebody. Like sure. something such as and I'm because I remember uh, whenever Little Rock had the river blades, like you would have to shoot a puck into the net, but it has like yeah, just the size of the puck pretty yeah. much. And the guy drilled it for like $20,000 and he's losing his shit. And like, you can kind of see the, like the, the people putting it on like, Oh my God, <laughs> we just got to well, pay this now. I've done golf tournaments where like, if you make a hole in one on these holes, you get a car and you stuff a car, like Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. you buy insurance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the insurance isn't very much. It's like a couple hundred bucks. Well, it's like a, so I think it was the land, the Landers dealership here used to do something like that, where if it would rain an inch on 4th of July, every car <laughs> that was bought during the first half of the year would be paid off. But it would, it would like the insurance for that would cost them, you know, let's say a hundred thousand dollars or something, but it's never Right. Rained like that, but they but they had it. But there, I remember there was one Fourth of July that it did rain, but they but the stipulation was they had to track it at at uh, Clinton Airport. Yeah. So it had to rain an inch at Clinton Airport, and I was like, people were got super excited because people were going in like the later part of June and July, like buying these fucking expensive vehicles because it was it was forecasted to rain early part of July and they're like, well, we'll hit this window and maybe, maybe we'll get a free vehicle. But then like it rained, but it didn't rain an inch. And I was like, oh yeah. shit, that's just like, it's sneaky, but, uh, all right. I, I understand. I mean, it was worth the bet. I guess at the same time, like it's, 
it's a fucking car salesman putting it on. I mean, what did you expect? I mean, right. they're they have they they have that persona for a reason, right? So, well, and he's got insurance. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, but still, and like, it's, think about how many cars he sold that year. Probably paid for five years of oh uh, easy. I mean, of the insurance. It, it, I mean, especially if people are going in, you know, a week beforehand and buying right the fifty thousand dollar truck or whatever. Right. Yeah. Ten thousand. You only have to sell so many of those yeah. before it's made up. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's sneaky, but yeah, whatever. Yep. All right, Absolutely. so so what do you think of this cigar while we wrap up? This is a nice cigar. I, it's not um, it's not going to make my top ten, but it would maybe make my top twenty five. Yeah, I mean it's, I I've I'm I, I feel like I do give Rocky, I don't give him enough credit for creating good stuff. I liked a lot of their like their ninety two, their ninety five stuff yep. like that, but they changed. They changed sure, about 15 to. years ago or so. And since then, I, I just haven't been the biggest fan. But this has been, you know, I like, again, I'll admit when I'm wrong, Aaron was loud wrong. And this one is really, really good. I, yeah. I've i enjoyed it. I guess this is the third time I've now smoked it, and I've enjoyed it. Were the box purchase? Um, you know what? I think... I think it's a 10 count box. I would do this. Yeah, I would do this. Um, not in the Robusto or the Toro, but in the, in the, no, not in the, not Toro. in the Toro or the Gordo, but in the Robusto size. Yeah. I would. Um, Definitely a pleasant smoke. Yeah. It's, it, it, it hits what I like. You know, the San Andreas is just for me right now. That is my top tier. Sure. You know, they say you like your taste buds change like every seven years. So I wonder if that, goes with tobacco as well. Yeah, I wonder if their cigars changed or you changed. Yeah. So maybe. You know, maybe I was wrong this whole time and you know just taking a big old shit on them and I shouldn't have been. Probably. Maybe you know I'll smoke I'll accept your apology for Rocky. <laughs> Rocky, I'm sorry. But I like okay, so Nishes, his brother, he makes the bold. Love the bold. But it's I mean again it's it has, it's that name for a reason. It's a, it's a fucking bold cigar. So yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, check it out. We have it here. Um, I don't know if any of the, I think a few other shops are probably getting it by this point now, but sure. I know for sure the Little Rock location has it and Conway does have it too. I saw it yesterday. So we both, nice. both our shops have it. So check it out. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you were in the same boat as I was and you gave them a, you know, a bad, uh, you know, a, didn't give them a fair shake and, uh, now it's time to change your mind. Yep, absolutely. So, all right. Well, um, I guess that wraps up for this one. So we will talk to everybody next week. Good. Later. Later.